This presentation has been previously broadcast. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Well, here we are, Thursday of the week, and so glad to have you along here on The Inner Life. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, and as we begin the program today, has there been somebody who has really hurt you in your past? If there's that one person who was mean or cruel to you, who comes to mind? Can you remember their name, remember their face, what they did? Are you still angry with them? Does thinking about them, does it kind of make you burn inside the, the way that they treated you? I came across a story in the Washington Post, and this is a story about a woman named Tracy. And back in the 1960s, Tracy, she and her husband Daniel had just gotten married, and they very soon after purchased their first house. It was a little red brick colonial home in the Washington, D.C. area. And soon after, then Tracy and Daniel, they start their family. They welcome a first child, then a second, then a third. Two boys, uh, I'm sorry, two girls and a boy, they welcome into their home there as their family begins. But Tracy, she started seeing some health issues very soon with her first child. And so she drove, they were only about a mile down the road from the National Naval Medical Center. And that was where she learned that her child, her oldest, had cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis, it's, it's an incurable disease that really just tears apart. It ravages the lungs. And soon after that, Tracy found herself back there at that medical center for her second child and then her third. All three of her children ended up being diagnosed with that same disease, cystic fibrosis. Now, Tracy, she remembers all kinds of different things that happened after that a lot of what she calls indignities that she and her children suffered due to their sickness. Things like how she and her husband Daniel would one by one, they'd lay their small children chest side down on a slanted wooden board covered with a blanket, the child's head down toward the floor, and then Tracy and Daniel, they would clap their toddlers on the back to help release the mucus that had built up in their lungs that were deteriorating. Tracy, she recalls going to the hospital and the staff there for research purposes. They kept taking pictures of her son, his misshapen chest, even though he was fully exhausted. She says she can't forget a doctor at the National Institute for Health who dismissed her suspicion that her second child had the same disease as the first, and that delayed treatment. It might have prolonged the month of her child, who at that point was eight months old. Tracy said that that doctor was just blatantly arrogant, and even after he discovered he was wrong, never apologized. Tracy remembers neighbors keeping their children away, how their family felt ostracized and shunned because of her children suffering from this horrible disease. And tragically, within 10 years, by 1970, all of Tracy's children had died, 
Leslie, one daughter, died at age four. Donna, she died at age six, and their son lived to be eight years old. Now, Tracy is now 87 years old. She lives in a retirement community for military families. Daniel, her husband, he passed away in 2017. And now, even though it's more than 50 years after the death of her children, she says that she's never forgotten the people who hurt her, never forgotten the people who hurt her children, people, she says, who should have known better. And Tracy says that to forgive them would feel phony. To forgive them would dishonor the pain that she went through and her children's pain. And I found this to be such a sad story that Tracy has held on to that hurt, that pain, for over half a century. It obviously created such a deep wound in her life. It reminded me, actually, of two different friends that I've known for many years. One of them, I'll call him Robert. That's not his real name. But Robert, he was a person who grew up in poverty, didn't know his real dad until later in life. He basically had kind of the deck stacked against him in life. And that was not through any fault of his own. Now, the other friend of mine, I'll call him William, again, not his real name, but he had much more opportunities in life. He went to a private school when he was young. He achieved success in his career at an early age, made a good amount of money. He was someone who was actually very respected and admired by many people who knew him. But there was a difference between Robert and William besides their upbringing, and that was how they dealt with their past. Robert, he didn't hold on to any grudges. He didn't look at anything from his past and blame people for any of his misfortunes. He was able to move beyond any of those past hurts or any of those circumstances where life didn't seem fair. He was able to forgive people, to get on with his life, and it's helped him to be quite successful in life, both personally and professionally. Now, William, on the other hand, he's the kind of person that lets things eat at him. He'd hold on to those things that someone did, even, even things that weren't meant personally against him. And those thoughts of hurt, those thoughts of anger, they'd fester. I can remember one time being at William's home, and this was several years ago, but we were there together for the, this holiday get-together, a number of different families, and William, he hardly spoke a word to anyone because he was upset over something that someone had done, something that, to him, it showed a lack of respect for him. And William had the hardest time forgiving people who he felt had personally slighted him. And that not being able to forgive, it ended up, it just ate away at him, and it held him back. It didn't let him enjoy life. Now, Tracy... I don't know anything about her beyond what I read in that article from the Washington Post. But knowing William, having seen in him that same sort of behavior, I have to believe that Tracy, because she refused to forgive people in her past, because she didn't allow herself to move on, again, this is complete speculation on my part, but I would imagine she probably didn't have a very happy or enjoyable life. You know, there were probably some good moments, but when you're holding on to that baggage, when you're carrying that with you, it just drains you. I know this is a bit of a somber way to begin today's show. Most of the time, I actually like to begin the hour with a story that's somewhat encouraging or maybe has, you know, a bit of humor in it. But I think... Tracy and William both, they should be warnings for us. They should kind of, you know, be that red flag for us. They should be examples of how 
not offering forgiveness to others. It can cripple us. It can rob us of joy and peace. And today here on The Inner Life, we want to talk about how we can move beyond those past hurts. And sometimes we get hurt in very, very serious ways. But how we can let go of that pain that someone may have caused us, how we can forgive. And of course, we want to discuss how important it is that we forgive others because God so freely offers his forgiveness to us. And joining us is our spiritual director for the hour here on The Inner Life. Father J.P. Mitchell is back with us once again. He's a priest of Opus Dei and uh, lives in an Opus Dei center. A lot of his pastoral activities are connected there with that community. And Father J.P. Mitchell, I am so glad uh, to welcome you back here to The Inner Life today. And uh, big topic here. And like I say, kind of sad to start off with some people who have just not been able to forgive people in their past. Have you ever known somebody like that who just can't get past some of those those hurts or, you know, slights that they've experienced in their life? Sure. Um, anyway, thank you, Josh. It's, uh, it's great to be back. Um, yeah, uh, with the story, with the stories that you just told, it reminded me of of how once I used to be a teacher at a Catholic high school in the Bronx, and so I'd go visit a nursing home with some students, and uh, we would ask um, the workers there, the nurses, really, uh, we, want, we want to visit the people who don't get any visitors. And so they took us to one older man, and um, and he he told us the same story over and over again. So he he certainly had dementia, but I felt really bad for him because the only thing that he really seemed to remember was how he'd been slighted about 45 years before and basically kind of cheated out of a job. And it was probably truly unjust. But but that, in his old age, it seemed to be the only thing that he remembered. And so, and and perhaps there was a lot of, there wasn't too much culpability in that moment because he was, he was, mentally ill but but i thought you know it it might be the thought that he's thinking about right now because he kept on dwelling on it throughout his life and so yeah there's some speculation there but but that was probably the case right because he would always go back to that perhaps in his own head and so he hadn't maybe fought to let it go and so here he is kind of towards the end of his life and the only thing that's there is how he'd been cheated out of this job you know and it was it was sad it was sad and on the flip side and I'm sure you have too. I have encountered many people who have been have had great injustices done to them, and 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 through great perseverance and, and lots of help from God, have been able to forgive and do forgive continually because it's not one and done either. Oftentimes, and they, and 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 they transmit a great peace, in, in spite of having been having been hurt in in. In very serious ways. So I think maybe that's one of the overall things we're going at here is that forgiveness, though difficult, does bring peace. And it's and it's what identifies us with God. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit here, because if if we're looking at somebody like this man that you're talking about who held on to that, you know, repeated that story again of being kind of cheated out of a job, and I think you said 40 years ago, right? For, or 40 years yeah, prior to when you had visited. it had been many years before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the the examples I gave of Tracy and William, 
letting our emotions really get involved there. Or, you know, maybe it is a sense of justice. I was cheated. I deserve some sort of restitution or recompense for what happened to me. Um, what's the problem with holding on to that wrong that's been done to us, that demanding of justice or demanding of satisfaction? Uh, it it kind of takes me back to there's this parable that Jesus tells of the wicked servant. Mm. And there's this king who this servant is brought before. And I forget exactly. I don't have it right here in front of me. But I, it, it was something like in, in our day and age, it might have been millions of dollars essentially that this servant yep. owed to the king. It, it was some huge, huge amount that would be impossible to pay back. And the servant says, have mercy on me. Be patient. I'll pay back every penny essentially. And the king says, you know what? I'm going to forgive you your debt. And then as Jesus is telling the parable, this servant goes out, finds somebody who owes him a really small amount, you know, and, and again, we don't know exactly how much, but it might be, you know, $20, $50, something really small in comparison. And he says, pay me back what you owe. And that fellow servant gives the exact same line, be patient with me. I'll pay you back everything. But the servant who's forgiven by the king isn't patient at all, starts beating, starts choking, <laughs> and he starts saying, give yeah. it back, give it back right now. And then all the other fellow servants who are watching this happen, they go back to the king, and the king ends up being really, really upset with that first servant. I showed you mercy. Shouldn't you have shown mercy? And then Jesus says, you know, if you don't forgive, this is basically what's going to happen to you. You're going to be brought before God and you're going to be held accountable for the things that you are, have not offered forgiveness for. That's a, that's a really, really hard lesson that we're getting there from Jesus. It's a very hard lesson and it's a, it's a very clear one too, right? Because it's, I think, with a little bit of examination, it's it's easy to realize, well, yeah, I can very easily, and maybe I have been without even realizing it, I've been that first servant. And maybe I'm being that first servant right now. Um, and that doesn't mean that, that I wasn't truly um, harmed. Like, forgiveness is not saying, oh, what you did was okay. No. If it was okay, there'd be nothing to forgive. <laughs> so... Um, you know, oh, I forgive you. It didn't really matter. No, that's actually not what we're saying when, when, when we forgive it. It, it. it did matter. And and um, and I forgive you, right, because I am forgiven. And I'm forgiven by God over and over and over again in a much bigger amount than whatever it is someone may owe me and that might be something very serious too but 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 what i owe god or, or or what i've done to god and what i'm being forgiven by god is much bigger in fact i'm glad you talked about the millions of dollars because i think oftentimes the translation of that says a great amount but in but in the original it actually gives a, a particular number which would translate into millions and so I think the impact of that parable is is lost a little bit in the English translation, or at, or at least in some English translations, because it's it, it's really meant to kind of, you know, not overdo it, but to show you how big that amount is, and that and, and how big the difference is between the two amounts, right? The amount that's owed to that servant by by the second servant. Um, 
but yeah, you you mentioned emotions too. I mean, yeah, you know, it's 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 uh, emotions are hard to control. Okay, and oftentimes our first reaction to things, or 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 when I when I remember something even happened 40 years ago, and I start to get worked up about it. I you know I'm not necessarily responsible for for that first emotion, but then how much I dwell on that, or how much I go over it in my own heart, how much I I I, I spin the wheels and let it stew. I do have that control, and that can also affect my emotions, right? Because I can feed the emotions by dwelling on it, by going over, right? We can hit the replay button hundreds of of times in our own head about something that was done to us. And really, what our Lord is inviting us to do is to hit the stop button (laughs) and say, I forgive, Lord, help me forgive. And we do that as many times, really, as necessary. And that's what he's calling us to. And, um, And we need to go to him for help. So we're not alone in this. We're not alone in forgiving. He's with us. Father, one other thing that I think is really important, and let's talk about it here in just a couple of minutes, um, but it's a part that Jesus highlights in the prayer that we say every time we go to Mass, the Our Father. Um, But let's talk about that in just a moment. I'm going to open up our phone lines. 888-914-9149 is our studio line here. 888-914-9149. And we're talking with our spiritual director, Father J.P. Mitchell, about forgiveness. When have you had to make the decision to to forgive someone? Even if you didn't want to, even if your emotions were getting in the way, how did that act of forgiveness help you in your relationship, not only with that person, but with Christ, with God? Are you right now holding back forgiveness from someone? Are you finding it difficult to offer that forgiveness because of what has been done to you? That's why our spiritual director is here to offer you a little bit of advice in your spiritual journey. Again, our studio line, 888-914-9149, our email address, com, And we'll continue our conversation here in just a moment on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Inner Life today as we're talking with our spiritual director, Father J.P. Mitchell, a priest of Opus Dei, about forgiveness, how we can offer that forgiveness to others who have hurt us. And that's not an easy thing, right? <laughs> if you've been hurt, yeah, that, that's, that's not an easy thing. When have you had to make that decision to forgive someone? Uh, maybe you didn't want to but you still knew that it was the right thing to do. And how did that act of forgiveness, how did that help you to move forward, to let go of the hurt and the pain, uh, to be able to grow closer to Christ? And maybe you're in that position right now where it is really difficult for you to offer forgiveness. And you'd like a little advice, a little help. Well, that's why Father Mitchell is here. Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888 
914-914-9149. And uh, Father, right before the break, I mentioned, you know, there's one part of the Our Father. When Jesus teaches the disciples and all those who are listening, it's in the Sermon on the Mount uh, that he gives this. And he says, when you pray, pray this way. And then we hear those very, very familiar words, Our Father who art in heaven. And after he prays the prayer, he goes back and he clarifies something in the prayer, only one portion, where he says, if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. And, you know, the fact that that's the only kind of addendum that Jesus adds there at the end of the Our Father, uh, it must mean that that is so significant that he has to draw attention to it again. Um, what do you take away from that other than the obvious? Is there, is there something that really speaks to you about that we have to forgive others before we can receive God's forgiveness? I think, well, what jumps out at me, the fact that he emphasizes it, it's also it's also the only petition, there are seven petitions in the Our Father, and it's the only pe- petition that has a condition attached to it, right? Right. Really, it, 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 forgive us as we forgive those. And so the fact that he adds that addendum, that he emphasizes it again, I, I, I think well, he's telling us, listen, I know this is really hard for you. This is difficult, but I'm going to say it again, right? So, um, and um, really, I don't know, maybe we wouldn't have, who knows? When we hear one thing over and over again, it helps us take it more seriously. But also, it, the person who's speaking realizes that the public who is listening may have a hard time with that, and so may need to be further encouraged. You know, and um, and so it's a uh, yeah. He's he's he raises the bar high because he wants us to be like him, um, and uh, and 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 his help is there. So, you know, we, he, he's not going to ask us to do something he's not going to help us to do. So if you find yourself in that position then, where somebody has hurt you so severely, so deeply, and it's hard to get past that hurt, those emotions, those wounds that we have, how, what's the first step to allow us to start on that path to being able to forgive somebody? I think ourselves being one who asks for forgiveness regularly to God. Because um, I have no right to hold unforgiveness because, because God doesn't hold unforgiveness to me. And so if, if I regularly ask God for forgiveness and in a very special way in the sacrament of confession, but also just many times a day with our shortcomings. And I realize that I'm being forgiven all the time, whenever I want to, that he's all merciful. That that puts me on the path to forgiving as well. Because if I never ask for forgiveness, it's going to be really hard to forgive. Because I don't understand that other person. I don't... Um, and 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 it'll be very hard to do something that 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 I myself don't experience in, in the opposite direction, you know. Um, yeah. And um, I just thought of a there's, there's a homily from um, 
from a priest on on YouTube. It doesn't have too many views. I forget how exactly I came upon it, but it's it's a it's a wonderful homily on forgiveness. And the priest, it's a he he says it very kindly and at the same time very clearly. And I think it took the you know those who are listening back a little bit. And he says, if you don't forgive, you're going to hell. And um, and he says, well, obviously, <laughs> well, like what, what, that's what, that's just such a <laughs> way so, to start off there, right? I mean, he doesn't start off with that, and oh. um, but 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 he 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 builds up to it, and if and and and, and he says, you know, he says because heaven is forgiveness. Like if you and I are going to get to heaven, it's because we are forgiven, right? And so. Um, and and so unforgiveness has no place in heaven is basically his point, you know. And so because when Jesus says you're not going to be forgiven if you don't forgive, you know, you, you easily deduce that conclusion, you know. Yeah. And um, anyway, I appreciate that, too, because you don't hear too many people talk about hell and hell's real. So um, uh, and it's OK for us to be like it's good for us to be shocked a little bit like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And to face the reality of what the situation is, not just that it's impacting us in the here and now. You, you, you're putting your eternal destination, the possible salvation of your soul, in jeopardy if you're not willing to forgive. Yeah, that, that's. I, I think you're absolutely right, Father. It's good for us to hear those words at different times and talk about the reality of the spiritual realm, of what awaits us. Uh, Father, let's go to the phones. I'm going to throw out the phone number one more time, uh, 888-914-9149, and uh, talking about forgiveness today here on The Inner Life, 888-914-9149. Abby is listening to us in Montana. Hi, Abby. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, My question is, we're talking about forgiveness, and how do you know you've truly forgiven someone? We can say, and we may feel that we've forgiven them, but let's say you have a conversation, for example, with a spouse, and something comes up later in the future, and they say, well, you haven't truly forgiven me for it, but you feel you have. So how do you know you've truly forgiven someone? That's a wonderful question, Abby. Um, and I think... in. In a certain sense, you could say you never really know. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's not a similar thing, but I mean, one thing which you read in the catechism of the Catholic Church is you can't necessarily be 100% certain, for example, that I am in the state of grace. Like, I, I can't really, to- I mean, I, I can have, I can be pretty sure, as the best of my knowledge, that I, that I know that I am, but to be 100% sure is to know, you know, is, is basically to see my soul as God does, which we don't, right? And so I think with forgiveness, um, because I think similar to what you said too, is we can have like we can have forgiven, we can feel like we've forgiven, but then, but then in our own hearts, right? Maybe like resentment crops back up, and 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 then we're like, gosh, I thought I forgave already, but here it is bothering me again, you know? Um, and um, and I would say in those situations, it doesn't mean you haven't forgiven the first time. And um, and if it comes back, then we repeat it. I think there's there has to be great patience and perseverance, the same way that Jesus treats us. He forgives us every time we go back. He's very patient in that. So even with the same action that may have taken place a long time ago or last week or whatever it was, 
if it, if it comes back up, then we say, Lord, I want to forgive. I've already I've already forgiven this, but I, but I forgive again. Um, Pope Francis has a homily where he talks about this. He talks about resentment. He says resentment can be like like a fly in the summer. It just keeps coming back. You know, it buzzes. It keeps you know it keeps coming back. And there we just have to we have to be patient. Don't get frustrated, and say, Lord, help me. I forgive again. Abby, I hope that's helpful. Um, thanks for calling in. And Father, you know, as Abby's talking there too, you kind of alluded that maybe there's that resentment. And that kind of brings up that question of, you know, we we hear that phrase, forgive and forget. Mm. But there's a lot of times where it's either difficult for us to forget or maybe we shouldn't forget because there's still the possibility that that person could hurt us again in the same or in a similar manner, in a similar fashion. And so that forgive and forget, is that realistic? Is it something that only applies in some cases? Is it something where uh, we need to be cautious so we don't make ourselves a victim? Um, I think, I don't think it's very realistic. I mean, if if it happens, wonderful, but it's not, it's a nice phrase that actually, I think can sometimes be attributed to Jesus Christ. And Jesus did not say that. <laughs> he didn't say forgive and forget because there's certain things we're not going to forget. And as you also say, it, it's, and for different reasons, it can be good not to forget. Um, because, um, Having a forgiving heart doesn't mean I continue to open myself up to the same injustices over and over and over again. Um, and um, you know, maybe we've been we've been betrayed by a friend, and we forgive, and then maybe there's another betrayal, and then we start to say, okay, maybe we try to clarify. Listen, like if 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 we're going to be back, well to be back as we were before it maybe isn't possible but if but if, if that same confidence is going to be that same trust is going to be there i need to see that your dispositions are real and are true and are good you know um and um and that's not necessarily a lack of forgiveness at all it's it's in fact it can help the other person help the other person grow in virtue help the other person be true to learn loyalty right um but if someone close to us or someone that we really respect or someone we really trusted harms us i mean you know, maybe even a long time ago, we're not going to necessarily forget about those things. But then if that were to happen, I also go back to what we said earlier about resentment of, 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 of striving to forgive again. And our Lord loves that. He really does, because we're trying to be like him in that way. Our spiritual director for this hour on The Inner Life, Father J.P. Mitchell, today talking about forgiveness and how have you been able to live that out in your life? When have you had to make that decision to forgive someone, even if you didn't want to? And how did that act of forgiveness help you to be able to deepen your relationship with Christ and allow you to receive that forgiveness more freely that, that Christ does offer us? Are you still holding back from forgiving someone? Our studio line, 888 uh, Father, let's go to John, who's listening in Boise, Idaho. Hi, John. Welcome to The Inner Life. You're on the air with Father J.P. Mitchell. Thank you for having me. Um, uh, really great topic today. 
And uh, I have found myself in a position where um, I was really, really hurt by someone in the past, and uh, I found it extremely hard to to forgive. But uh, with the support of my family, um, I manage and I try to power through it and uh, forgive that person. However, uh, the hurt keeps occurring every day for a different aspect. And uh, and I keep on being hurt every day indirectly. So just to put it in perspective, it involves a minor child that I don't have access to, that I'm trying to get a hold of, understand what's mm-hmm. going on with the child. This is our child together. And uh, I'm prohibited from it. I, I cannot. And every time I don't speak to the child, it affects me. Even worse, it does affect the child and it hurts me every day. So there was an incident in the past that occurred, and that was I'm past that. But with this issue of where I'm hurt every day, it's kind of hard to get past that. And I wanted your advice on that, Father. Sure. What did you say that last uh, the last few words? Sorry, you were going in and out. Oh, and I'm seeking your advice on that. Oh, advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, John. Thanks a lot for that question. And that's yeah, that's a very Anyway, special situation, we are reminded of that every day. And I think in a certain sense, it's very similar to what I said. Basically, I'll say three things. Is, is, is one, to continue to forgive. Is that there isn't a limit. You know, like when, when, uh, when St. Peter asked Jesus, you know, should I forgive my brother up to seven times, you know? And I don't know if it was the same day, but that's kind of the impression you get. And and Jesus says, not seven times, but 70 times seven, or 77 times. And our Lord makes that jump to say it's not just once or twice, I mean, or seven. It's, it's really, he's saying as many as necessary. And so you've been placed in a difficult situation where where it's not just once. It's actually every day, and maybe many, and perhaps many times a day. And um, And our Lord is saying to each one of us, and even especially to you also, you know, but but to all of us, right, that's 77. And so, please don't get tired of it, you know. And if you get tired of it, tell him, Lord, I'm tired of forgiving, give me more grace, okay? And then keep praying for that person, obviously for the child, but also for that person, to pray for that person every day. And just by doing that, I think is essentially we are forgiving because when I pray for someone, I'm wishing what's best for them, which is unity with God, is to get to heaven. And so when I'm wishing what's best for them, I'm not being vengeful. I'm not desiring evil on them. I'm asking, I'm asking God that that person be with him forever. And so that's also a way of forgiving. So be at peace. You know, even though it, it you, you, you may get angry or there are frustrations each day, the fact you're praying for that person the fact you're telling our Lord you forgive, you are forgiving. And and you will grow a lot in holiness, by the way, because because it's a daily struggle. And so our Lord will he'll, he'll give you lots of fruits, if he, and, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he has already. But anyway, thank you, John. Yeah, and, and John, also, um, you know, you mentioned that there's a minor involved. It sounds like it's maybe your child there. Um, if there's continuing hurt that it's involved there, I, I don't know the circumstances, and I, I we don't want to share those necessarily on the air, and I appreciate you being uh, discreet with how you uh, phrased your question. But if there is something 
that is inappropriate or even illegal that's happening there, um, you know, you, you need to report that, of course. You need to yes. step in and make right. sure. If that's not the case, then I, I, I think Father just summed it up perfectly, you know. Just rely, rely on God's help there and keep on praying that you're able to offer that forgiveness again and again. Uh, Father, as we're talking about forgiveness, I also want to mention for anybody who's listening, we have a free book that we're offering from our executive director here, Father Rocky. Uh, the book is called Marriage Insurance, 12 Rules to Live By. And it's really kind of set up to give you a lot of insight into things that have worked well in different marriages that Father Rocky has seen, different couples that he's helped in marriage prep, as well as those who have been married, even in watching his own parents in their married life and the things that really, really helped their marriage last and flourish. And this book, as I say, it's absolutely free. All you have to do is go on to the Relevant Radio website, you can go to relevantradio.com. You can go to our mobile app, and you can uh, click on the banner and register. We will send it to you. You don't even have to pay for shipping, um, but it'll come your way in just a few weeks. And, uh, you know, one of those things that he'll talk about in there is being able to have that <laughs> that ability to forgive what's happened uh, in your life. And that's something where, you know, we live in a culture where, Divorce is so prevalent. Being able to forgive, that's so important in that marriage. And this is such a great book, a great resource. Uh, so I very highly recommend that you go online, get your own free copy at RelevantRadio.com or through the Relevant Radio app. A lot of people on hold here, Father, and we're going to take more of your calls coming up next, so please be patient. We'll try and get to you as many as we possibly can here in this hour. And if you are listening and you have a question about how you can offer that forgiveness when it's so hard, or maybe you did offer forgiveness to someone when you didn't necessarily want to, how did Christ help you? How did God help you to be able to offer that forgiveness? How did Offering that forgiveness help you in your relationship with God to grow closer, to have a deeper faith. Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. More after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life here today on Relevant Radio. And I want to say thank you, to Nick Sentovich, to Patrick Alog, helping to produce the program here today. And thank you for listening. And our spiritual director for the hour, Father J.P. Mitchell, a priest of Opus Dei. And we're talking about forgiveness. How can we live out? How can, how can we offer that forgiveness, especially in those difficult circumstances where that hurt is so deep or so significant? How have you been able to do that in your own life? Or maybe you're finding it extremely difficult to offer forgiveness to someone who has hurt you. 
Our studio line is open for your call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And Father George is listening to us in Narragansett, Rhode Island. Hi, George. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Hello. Hello, and Hi, thank George. you for taking my call. Hello, how are you, Father? Thank you for taking my call. Great, sure. Thank you. Can you guys hear me okay? Perfect. Absolutely. Go ahead, George. Okay. So 20 years ago, this past July 14th, my beautiful brother was murdered tragically in Puerto Rico. And um, it was as bad as it was for myself and my siblings, it was a lot worse for my parents. Uh, Being a very spiritual and religious family, um, we, we didn't know how to get through that. It was just very, very difficult. The pain, I can't even explain to you. It won't do you justice. Um, but through prayer and through um, asking the Holy Spirit to relieve some of this pain, I got a very clear message from through the Holy Spirit from Jesus to say, those people that murdered your brother are my children, and it's your responsibility to pray for them and forgive them. And I would just shut that out for weeks on end. I would say, no, I can't, I can't listen to that. So one day I actually, it came in so clear that I couldn't, I couldn't put it anywhere. I had to, I had to do it. So I prayed for the, the people that killed my brother and each day the, the, the pain became more tolerable. It became less and less. And I, I can't even tell you what the Lord has done for me, the peace, the joy, the love that he has brought and restored back into my life that I never thought I'd see again. Um, through praying for these people that tragically murdered my brother. And I think it's important to, lo- to not to lose uh, the fact that these are God's children as well. And he, he will judge them, not me. It's not for me to judge them. It's for him, for God to judge them. And to forgive them has just brought so much peace into my life. Um, unfortunately, my whole family can't do the same. There are some that just hold on to that and will not forgive. And I pray for them as well because I see the pain that it it still has 20 years later on them. Um, But my story is I am just amazed uh, at the the peace and the love and the the joy that God has brought back into my life and the fruits that he has brought back to me through forgiving and um, praying for these people that killed my brother. And that's, that's my story. Thank you, George. Wow. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Um, Thank you too for for your forgiveness and I, I think one thing which just jumps out at me and in what you just told is is how how Jesus meets us halfway or right? anyway more than halfway but uh but when we give then he gives back in in abundance you know it's like the multiplication of the loaves and fishes we give the five loaves and two fish or we put the two coins in the uh in the treasury and then and then we get so much back in return, even though it may not be right away, but little by little. Anyway, thanks a lot, George. Yeah, and Father, I love the fact that as George is sharing his story, three words that he he repeated it at least a couple of them once or twice there, saying that he's found such love and joy mm. and peace just being able to move past, being able to offer that forgiveness. Um, that, that's That's so powerful. Yep, it's very powerful. It's um, yeah, it's hard to put into words. Anyway, thank you, George. Yeah, uh, Father, we've got Jessica who's listening in Orange County, California. Hi, Jessica. You're on the air with Father J.P. Mitchell. 
Hi. So similar to the previous caller um, about forgiving every day, uh, what advice would you give when you feel like you're forgiving every day, but they're more like taking advantage of it and now seeing that you're okay with it and every day is a brand new day is what I follow in this family in my house. And it feels like they're taking more and more advantage the more and more I forgive, the more I accept what is going on every day. It just seems like it's becoming more and more abused and it's starting to be cause some resentment. So what advice would you give as far as you're forgiving every day and you're starting every day new, but seeing that it's not helping and possibly making things worse because I'm not saying anything, I'm just letting it happen and not acting like it's everything's okay, but just being accepting of what they're doing every day, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, great question. I mean, the, the, on one hand, there's the forgiveness, which we always, <laughs> Jesus tells us, right, to, to always strive to forgive. And then there's also, from the other person's point of view, um, there might be a need there for them, for them to grow in some particular area. You know, like so, like we have, so we need to forgive. But then, the, the, but then there's also like we all need correction. Okay, and we all need and 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 so it doesn't mean I'm not being forgiving, but I'm also I want to help form this person. I want to help this person. Um, maybe it's stop doing something bad, right? Um, and so anyway, there's no obviously on the phone as we talked about earlier. You know, to be discreet, there's no need to go into all the details. But I think one thing which which I have seen before sometimes too is is families where, and I don't know if this is your situation, but um, where there might be someone who's 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 living in the home and is and you know um doesn't have the best habits and has been there for a little too long maybe in a certain sense right they're already a grown adult um they might you know they have a job or whatever and and it might be and basically the parents that kind of say listen it's time for you to move out not that we don't love you but it's the time for you to make that step in your life and and encourage them to do that and that's not a lack of forgiveness that could be a push in the right direction towards maturing perhaps Right. Um, and also, you know, putting limits to maybe you or others also continue to get hurt um, and and maybe not enabling that person in that way. And so it can be hard. But if there's a line that can be drawn that can help the person, you can do that. And it's good to do that. Now, if they cross that line, then we also try to forgive. But maybe we've got to redraw the line. Right. Or try the line someplace else. So there is that balance and they're compatible. Um it can be very hard to live out, but they but they are compatible. Well, and, and also, Father, as I'm thinking about Jessica here again, you know, not not wanting to go too deep into personal situations here, uh, and respect privacy, but yeah, also being able to have that honest conversation with that person who is continually hurting them day after day. You know, in Jessica's case, it might be worth to say exactly what she said here to you. You know, this is this is starting to cause some resentment. I love you. I care for you. I I have forgiven you, and I do continue to forgive you. But if this continues, I might have to put up some boundaries, or I might have to distance myself from this relationship for a little bit because I can't continue to just be a doormat for you. It's okay to have those conversations. Yes, and it's helpful for the other person too because it might. I don't know. It, it, it can help. It, 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 it can help open their eyes to what they're doing because maybe they just don't see it as clearly 
as you do, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. Jessica, thanks for calling in. And Father, uh, we've only got a couple minutes here, but one thing that might be good to talk about before we wrap up the hour, if we are willing to forgive somebody and we offer that forgiveness, they know that we are offering that forgiveness. But for whatever reason, if, if we're the one who did the hurting, you know, it's not, it's not us, uh, or, or I'm sorry, if, if they hurt us, but mm-hmm. they want to hold on to that, and they refuse to accept our forgiveness. Right. Is right. there anything that we can do at that point? Is it just, you know, we've done all we can, and we have to kind of leave it in God's hands at that point? We can't force someone, you know, to, to, to accept forgiveness or to accept, you know, efforts or, our efforts at reconciliation. Um, and... And in a situation like that, both sides may be convinced of maybe of the same thing. Maybe the other side that had had, uh, had committed the wrong. Or, but um, you know, it, it it there is just because they don't accept it, we don't take it back. Okay, God doesn't work that way with us. Um, and I think the situation you described can help us understand how God is too, and even to live empathy with Jesus Christ who offers his forgiveness continually, and and oftentimes, sadly, it's rejected. And so say, okay, Jesus, now I see a little bit what you're going through, because I'm going through it too. Um, and uh, and also, you know, we continue to ask that help. And so we don't pull it back. But then I would also say, maybe because that other person is, is, is not accepting the forgiveness, my guess is there probably isn't too much regular communication, maybe, in that relationship. And so... Um, I would, in that particular case, I would encourage to reach out from time to time, not bringing up that issue perhaps, but maybe, because maybe there's kind of a bit of a silent treatment in that in that relationship, and I would encourage at Christmas, at a birthday, you know, to reach out and just wish them a, a happy birthday or a Merry Christmas, because maybe the first several times it won't work, but maybe little by little, the door starts to open, and um and there might be a chance and opportunity there for reconciliation. And the more that we pray for them, too, you know, we can Certainly. pray that God can work in their lives, soften their spirit, soften their heart, that they don't hold on to that grudge, don't hold on to that bitterness there. That's the Father, uh, we've, yeah, we've got about 30 seconds here. Could I ask you to offer all of our listeners a blessing as we conclude the hour today? Of course. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, May God be with you, and may his angels protect you. And I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father J.P. Mitchell, thank you so much for being our spiritual director today. And if you're listening and you just joined in the last little bit, of course, you can always go back and find the podcast at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. It'll be posted in a little bit here this afternoon. And I want to encourage you to stay tuned. We've got Mass coming up next. And tomorrow on the program, Anointing of the Sick, one of the seven sacraments. We'll talk about that. We'll dive into that. And hope you can join us here again on The Inner Life. Have a blessed afternoon.